Hi everyone, how are you doing today? I know it's been a while, I've not really been recording for this podcast because what happens to everyone, to every creative happened to me? I got blocked, I just didn't have inspiration anymore. I'll be sincere, I'll be factual, I'll be real with y'all and it's just that the hustle is real out here guys. Like if you're a creative, you totally understand what I'm trying to say. This is similar to what a writer has. Like you're trying to write a novel and then you have a writer's block for like four or five months. Don't even know what to write. That's exactly what happened to me. A number of things were, you know, was going through my mind, but I didn't really know which one to settle in or which one to settle on and then, you know, record for you. And that's why I had to take that long hiatus. And yes, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm wondering why I stopped this podcast. Uh, Adini Simeon, thank you. Shola, thank you so much for reaching out and asking why I stopped. Margaret, I really see you. Thank you so much. Y'all gave me the ginger to actually record this episode. And I surprise you. I don't have a topic for today. I don't have a topic. I'm just going to speak from the heart. And then hopefully come next week, I will be having something, you know, really listen to. But, but my purpose for doing this podcast is to add value to you in any way, shape or form. And like I said, it's unscripted. So most of the time, I don't really write anything down. I just speak from the heart. And today is not going to be any different. All right. Okay. So I'm a millennial right i'm a millennial and i know i can relate with people that are older than me and those that are younger than me so if there's anything that i know that is really peculiar to people my age or even younger than me is this confusion confusion as to what to do especially after school after you've graduated and you're like okay now i'm in the labor market now what most of us studied courses we didn't even like most of us studied courses just to have a degree. I mean, you probably studied fine art or you studied geopology, PhD. What are you going to do with that? Nothing, but you can boast and show your certificate and say that I'm a graduate of this particular university. So reality dawns on you right after school when it's like you don't even know where to go because where's the job even? You don't even have the job in the first place. So for every one of us, we get to that point in our lives where we really want to start living meaningfully. We get tired of doing the old nine to five and we know there is more to us. We know there is more to our existence, but we just really cannot figure out where to start, how to start, who to talk to, what courses to take and this and that. And it's like you are overwhelmed by this avalanche of emotions just coursing through your veins, through your mind every blessed day of the week. And so you stall because you're like, where do you want to go? You, it's like you're stagnant. People are looking at you like... You're graced, you're talented, you're multi-talented and all of that. But you know in your heart about like, yeah, I'm graced. Yeah, I got potential. But how do I reach into me and then bring out what God has packaged into me? So the challenge for most millennials is clarity. Deciding what to do, how to do it in a way that can be monetized, right? And then still bring meaning at the end of the day. So it can be quite a challenge. It can be quite a challenge. So at this point in time, you try your hand on a lot of things. That's for people who have the opportunity to do so. Because for some of us, we were just thrown in, into the labor market and we have to start earning quickly if you don't want to starve. So then we sleep into survival mode where all we do is work nine to five every blessed day just for a salary. You drag yourself to work just because you know that you have to be there, not because you want to be there. And most of us get stuck in this rat race for the rest of our lives until we entirely that pattern until we uh, consciously, deliberately decide to take a step back 
assume the position of an onlooker and examine our lives to really determine and decipher what is working and what is not working. It's only at that point that you're then able to say, I want to carve my own path and chart my own course, right? I have done what society tells me to do, which is to go to primary school, secondary school, university, NYSC, and now I'm here. How do I want my life to look like from this point onward? What do I want for myself from this point onward? It is at that point that you begin to live meaningfully, that you begin to live from the heart and not just from the head or just surviving. Most people are stuck in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, you do just about anything to survive. Today you are selling Okrika. Tomorrow you are making Wivon. Next tomorrow is uh, fashion designing. Ah, ah, hello. That kind of life can never matter. Because if you're a jack of all trades and you're a master of none, it has downsides. Yes, probably you make money, but people give their money to specialists, right? And at the end of the day, making money, which is the goal for a lot of people, making money is not so hard if you understand the principle of money making. And it's the fact that to really get money, you need to exchange value. The money in your pocket is commensurate with the value you're offering. So if you don't have any value on top of your head, or you're not smart, you cannot speak English like me. If you cannot speak English well, you don't have a handwork, you're not IT savvy. Hello, how will you survive in the 21st century? So, for that millennial who is right now wondering, confused, where do I start? What can I do? What do I do with my talent and all of that? And what am I passionate about? If this is your question, you need to take a record of your strengths. What are you good at? What can you do at 2 a.m. in the midnight when you wake your papa, wake up, do this? What is that thing that just gives you joy anytime you think about it? Now, once you know that, write it down. Now, I'm not saying that you should follow your passion because initially your passion will not make you money. You still need like your 9 to 5 to finance your passion, all right? Don't resign yet. So, once you understand what makes you tick, acquire high income skills. It is essential. You cannot be a millennial. You're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, and you don't have any IT skills at your disposal. You will be left behind, and that is for sure. Skills like social media management, copywriting, writing articles, web development, graphic designing, these are the skills of the 21st century. Learn a high-income skill and sell your skills online. I cannot overemphasize this. You do not have time. I do not believe that. Whatever you prioritize, you make time for. If you are tired of the right race, of the 9 to 5 thingy, especially those that work in Lagos, I'm so sorry for you. May God strengthen you and give you more muscle. If you work in Lagos and you don't want that kind of lifestyle where you wake up very early in the morning and then go back home until 7 at night, that is not the life you want to live until you are 50, okay? You want to start putting systems in place that you can fall back on the moment you leave that 9 to 5. All right. If you say that you want to live large, go on vacations, just make passive income. It starts from the strategies that you begin to put around your life. All right. So I'm sorry. I'm starting to go or Dr. Phil, but at this point, I need to really, really wrap up. Hopefully you've been able to learn a thing or two from what I brought for you today. It doesn't have a topic. Okay. So just listen to this and I hope you learn a thing or two. Next week, by God's grace, I will be coming your way again. Don't forget, this is the Unscripted Podcast and my name is Simi Williams. Have a great life. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Unscripted with Simi Williams. 
All right, so this is where I talk about things that matter to me. This is where I point out、uh, a lot of anomalies in society and try to prefer working solutions to them, borrowing from my personal experiences. And this is also where I share tips and hacks for how you can level up your life and become.、Uh, A more upgraded version of yourself, and become who exactly God has made you to be. Now, today I'm going to be talking about something that is、um, peculiar to us as humans, you know, among other things, and that is forgiveness. Now, when you hear the word forgiveness, the first thing you want to think about is. The number of people that have offended you, that have wronged you, and you need to forgive. So most of us actually get past that threshold where we are able to then say, "Okay, fine, you you offended me, I forgive you." We find it we find it quite easy to forgive people, depending on the offences they committed、uh, against us, right? I've come to realize that we extend. More grace and compassion to others than we do ourselves. A woman can forgive a rapist for raping her as a child, right? A man can forgive his father for leaving him when he was a child, right? A, a wife can forgive her husband for cheating on her, and then she heals from that episode, and then they move on from that. And a husband can forgive his spouse for leaving him when he was poor, and you know they live happily ever after. But where we have a major challenge is forgiving ourselves for the offenses we perceive we solely committed. That is the biggest challenge ever for us as humans. Forgiving ourselves. For at for the transgressions we committed, either against ourselves or against other people, that is why you will see ladies who,、um, while they were much younger, they had a series of abortions, and、uh, you probably at the time what they felt was relief. They probably were not remorseful, right? And years down the line. They just can't get over the fact that they took out their own babies, right? Years down the line, after they became more aware, after they became more matured, right? They think about what they did in the past, and they find it pretty, pretty hard to forgive themselves. Or they see babies around, and then you're reminded about their own baby they were taking out when they were much younger. Now, this can keep people in a loop where. They just keep recycling past mistakes rather than learning from that experience and living it in the past, because you find it really hard to forgive yourself. You keep recycling the same mistakes over and over and over again because we forget that it, the, the, the 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 reason why we make mistakes is so that we can learn from that and not go down that road anymore. And you can only learn from your mistakes when you sit down, evaluate, take responsibility for your part in the mistake, see what you could have done better, and let those mistakes go, and then choose to do differently afterwards. But when you have 
you know, flogging yourself over and over and over again for what happened 15, 10, five years ago, you find yourself stuck in the past. You really cannot move forward because you believe that you have to pay penance. You believe that you have to pay for your things. You have to repunish yourself for what happened like three, four, five years ago. And even though you may have given your life to Christ and you believe that Christ has forgiven you, yes, you may accept Christ's forgiveness, but you find it hard to forgive yourself. So the challenge for a lot of people is yeah they repent for their sins they've committed murder in the past they've committed abortion in the past they've slept with people who are not their husbands and then they, they believe the word of god that god forgives them and all of that but but they still find that in their heart there are feelings of shame feelings of pain feelings of humiliation that they still carry in their spirit and it's like poison they continue to dwell on the past and that is the least practical perspective to assume on life. If you keep dwelling on the past, you really cannot move forward because it's like a weight. And the Bible says to set aside all, 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 every weight and, you know, the sin that doth so easily beset. So if you're living your life bogged down by weight from your past, it's no gain saying that you're not going to go far. And it's pride. It's pride for you to think that you have to pay for your sins whereas christ has already paid for those things and more he does not even remember it looks at you like you were born yesterday like a baby you have a clean slate before christ right and if you say you accepted the righteousness of god in christ jesus then you should be letting go of the things you did in the past because it does nothing but weigh you down. It does nothing but hold you back from pursuing purpose and for becoming the woman and the man that God has made you to be. So I do not know what you are beating yourself for. I do not know what you have done in the past. I do not know what continues to hold you back from moving on and becoming who God has made you to be. I do not know the lies you continue to tell yourself for why you cannot choose better, do better, live better. I really do not know, but I come to tell you today that you need to let it go. You need to let it go. It's difficult. Trust me. I've been there. It's tough. There are days you cry your eyes out and you're like, I should have known better. I should have done better. But it's on the past now. There is really nothing you can do to change the past. But guess what? What you begin to do in the present becomes your future. You can move away from who you used to be. You're no longer that person. And the sooner you realize that the better is going to be for you and everyone associated with you. For your destiny, you need to get up and start moving. Because what it does, what uh, lack of self-forgiveness does, is it keeps you in a spot. If, if the, the time of the occurrence was 10 years ago, and although you may, you may have aged 10 years, but mentally and psychologically and emotionally, you're still stuck in the, you're still stuck at that point when you committed that offense against yourself. We've had rape victims blame themselves for the incident. We've had wives blame themselves for their husband's misdemeanor. We've had sisters blame themselves for their sibling's suicide. We've had children blame themselves for their parents' inability to love them. And it is not your fault. There are things you did 
five, ten years ago, or even three years ago, and you did out of ignorance. But now that you know better, you continue to flog yourself for things you did while you were younger. It's not fair. And it's making a mockery of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. If you keep flogging yourself for the things you did in the past, it's called self-flagellation. This is a practice that the Catholics often do, the monks and all of that. They say they are, they are paying penance for their sins, so they self-flagellate. They carry a whip and they flog themselves for their sins, saying they are paying penance. And you don't need to beat yourself up for what Christ has already paid for. The Bible says that your sins have been paid for in full. You have been restored. You have been redeemed. Accept it. Believe it. Believe it. There are several Bible passages that attest to the fact that God does not hold your wrongs against you because as long as you accept Christ's sacrifice on the tree, you are no longer who you used to be. God does not see you as that old person anymore. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So accept that fact and move on. And move on. It is hard. Trust me, it is tough. People still pay for their sins way into their adult years. I know 60 year old grandmas who still punish themselves for what they did in the past when they were much younger. It's not fair. It is draining you of your life force if you refuse to forgive yourself. It will strip you of fulfillment in your relationships, in your marriage, in your career, in your finances, you will feel this deep dissatisfaction within your soul like something is just not right. And it's you who haven't forgiven yourself. We find it much easier to forgive other people than we do, uh, 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 than we do to forgive ourselves. And when you, you do not forgive yourself, you cannot accept other people's forgiveness. You cannot. You cannot accept that people really love you. We keep second guessing other people because you are thinking in your mind like, if only they knew what I've done, if only they knew what I'm capable of, what I've done in the past, if, if, if only they knew who I really am. But who told you that who you were is who you really are? That is a lie from the pit of hell. Who you used to be is not who you really are. The Bible says that whoever is in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. So even though you've accepted Christ and you see that you continue to live in your sin, trust me, if you repent of your sins, it's all paid for in full. See, I don't want to sound controversial, but whether you repent for your sins or you do not repent for your sins, as long as you are in Christ, (laughs) in your spirit, you are saved. You were saved. Forgive yourself and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let the past go. The past is in the past. Do not continue to allow your past to sabotage your future. Don't do it. Don't listen to the devil. It is the lie of the devil. Guilt. Condemnation. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Why do you condemn yourself when Jesus, when your creator does not condemn you? You didn't create yourself. God created you. And then it says, I've forgiven you. If your sin be as scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. I do not see you as you used to be. I see you through my son's eyes. And Jesus calls you freed. He calls you favored. He calls you forgiven. And he calls you restored. So why do you keep holding on to the things that you did in the past? 
Let it go today. Let it go right now. If you need to cry, if you need to wail, if you need to weep from your heart, do it once and for all and take on the mantle that God has placed on your soul. Have a new lease of life and surrender it all to God even as you, as you, as you open up your heart to heal. Because what you do when you do not forgive yourself is you do not let your wound heal. You cover it up with a plaster. And what happens when you cover a wound with a plaster is that it festers. It festers. And when a wound festers, it begins to stink, begins to ooze pass. So if you find out you have, you're angry for no reason, you're bitter, you're resentful, you're disobedient, you're rebellious, nothing is going well for you. You need to ask yourself, what are those things I've really not forgiven myself for? What are those things that I continue to hold on to? Like a crutch. It's, it's, it stems from victim mentality. You want to remain a victim and continue to pity yourself and wallow in self-pity. That's not the life God destined for you to have. He said it's come to give you life and give you more abundantly. Embrace the life that God has for you and let it go. I'm, the, I'm in these shoes myself. And, you know, I was just going to do this in eight minutes. But I believe this is just for somebody today. Forgive yourself. Extend grace to yourself. Be compassionate towards yourself. And don't continue to wallow in self-pity. Move on. The past is gone. Tomorrow is a new day. Forgive yourself. If you need to, if you, need to you know, um, um, talk to somebody about what you did in the past, do it. Find a trusted person and confess to the person. The Bible says confess your sins one to another. That is how you find healing. The reason why we find it hard to let things go is because we, we hold it in our spirit. The devil tells us it's shameful to tell your pastor or to tell people you were, you were once a fornicator who got pregnant and had an abortion. It's shameful. No. God makes masterpieces out of messes. God gives you a message from your mess. God is in the business of doing that. God is in the business of doing that. So if who you were was a dirty sinner who committed the worst of atrocities, that's not who you are now. And that's the difference. That is the difference. You need, if you need to find someone to talk to, do it and just let it go. Take the burden of your shoulders. The Bible says, cast your burden upon me, for I care for you. He cares about you. He's a lover of your soul. He cares about you. You cannot do this by yourself. You cannot continue to hold on to this. It is holding you back from quality living. Let it go. If you need to pray after this, and just talk to God. You don't need to speak Christianese. We believe that if we want to pray to God, we need to say, Thou Father who art in heaven, Thou hast seen my, as if God only listens to prayers that are rendered in KJV. God wants, you need, if you want, if you need to yell, if you need to cry, if you need to wail, if you need to ask questions, do it. It can take it. We feel like we need to spare God our emotions. Hello? <laughs> Who gave us the emotions in the first place? He did. 
So if you need to talk to God, do it. Be naked before him and unashamed and let him see you. Let it all go. Do not allow the devil to continue to cheat you of your heritage in God. Because if you keep looking at your sins instead of at Christ on the cross, it's going to prevent you from even having a relationship with not just God, but from with people, with your family members and all of that. You're going to be malfunctioning, functioning in dysfunction. And that is not the life that God has purposed for you. That is not the life that God has planned for you. So let it go. Forgive yourself. Extend grace to yourself. Be compassionate towards yourself. And tell yourself that, okay, yes, I did it. I did, okay? I take responsibility for that. But now it's over. It's done. And that's that's the end of it. The end. Make amends and focus on renewal. Falling into the trap of rumination or self-hatred or even pity can be damaging and make it difficult to maintain your self-esteem and motivation. You might have messed up, but it was a learning experience that can help you make better choices in the future. Alright? If you need to talk to me, please feel free. You have my number. And if you don't, it's 0706-837-5545. God bless you and have a wonderful week ahead.